Welcome to another revival message from Apostle John Pierre Becker, Senior Pastor of Revival Christian Church, South Africa. If you are in the Pretoria area, come and visit us. I want us to pick up in Revelation chapter number 5 and from verse 11. Thank you guys. You may take your seats. Very powerful tonight. God is going to minister to you in a supernatural way. You need to understand this, that our modus operandi tonight is not prosperity. God favors and prospers those that love him. So, although we title it Prosperity Angel Night, it is really all about Jesus. And because you love him so much, and because he loves you so much, he's going to prosper you. Can you shout amen in the house? So, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels. I heard the voice of many angels. I want you to do yourself a favor. You can go on to Revival Christian Church YouTube page. I loaded a video there of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. The night the angels sang, I prayed on that before the service. The night the angels sang. For about 45 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes, you can literally hear the voice of an angel. There was no instruments. People began to worship in the Holy Ghost. And as they lifted their voices in the Holy Ghost, they heard a voice on the recording. They pulled all the slides down. It was no choir's voice, but it was the voice of an angel. How many of you believe angels exist? How many of you believe God exists? If you say, I believe in angels, you are saying, I believe in God. For whoever would believe in angels, believes in God. Can you say amen? Our faith is not in angel. Our, our faith is in God. Revelations 22, we don't worship angels. Angels do not want to be worshipped. Can you say amen? Angels want God to be worshipped, therefore we worship God. Can you say amen? Not one of us will bow down to an angel and worship an angel. So when we enter angelology, it is a pure doctrine that we enter the series on angelology. In order for us to move in greater power and greater authority, we have to understand, we have to know by revelation how the Angel armies operate in the earth realm. We need revelation on how to dispatch them. How can we ask God to dispatch them? How can we activate them in the realm of the spirit? How can we see them move very powerful tomorrow morning? I'm going to speak to you on how to identify your private angel. You need to know as a Christian that God has given you private angels. And you must be able to identify those angels. Three angels I told you that I've identified in my personal life. Number one, an angel of prosperity. Wherever I go, I prosper. We were in Lepalale. That's like Skopat Frek van Dors. And the Lord prospered us supernaturally. In a small little town, we saw the favor of God manifest supernaturally. We saw prosperity flow like a mighty river of gold. There are angels of prosperity, and I'm going to show you from the Word of God. How many of you are ready to prosper? I say, how many of you are ready to prosper? 
God has assigned angels to prosper you on your way. God has assigned angel to, angels to declare favor upon your life. Even when the Christ was born, the angel said to Mary, highly favored one. Which means it was an angel of favor and prosperity that announced success over her life. Can you shout amen in this house? So we ought to get excited about angel. We're not flaky, space cadet, ethical home type of people. We, when we talk about angels, we talk about it based on the word of God. Can you say amen? Tell your neighbor, so you might be sitting next to an angel. So entertain me well. You never know. I've been living with one for 13 years. Watch this now. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels. I showed you last week that the angels are innumerable. It is impossible to count them. I showed you that the angels are numerous. Can you imagine the sound? Numbering thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times, 10,000 times, they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Verse 12 in a loud voice, there was saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, watch this now, to receive power and wealth. They fly around the throne and they declare, One is worthy to receive power and wealth. Say with me, wealth. Tell your neighbor, say, God has no problem. With you having wealth. But he has a problem when wealth has you. Say with me wealth. So the angels, they cried in loud voices. Say with me loud voices. They were crying something and they said the, the lamb is worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. It starts with power and wealth. That power there is the power to get wealth. The angels said, listen now, the lamb is worthy to receive power, wealth. Where will that wealth come from? The church of Jesus Christ. You quiet on a Saturday night. God is going to rock the flock here tonight. Tell your neighbors, say God's going to rock the flock. He's going to tease your hair. Rattle your false teeth. The usher should have told you before the service that there's a safety belt under your seats. The Bible says that the angel cried very specifically that he ought to receive power and wealth. Where will the wealth come from? Us, the people of God. Not only is he worthy to receive worship, but he's worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom. Say with me, God is going to receive 
wealth, prosperity through my life. Which means, listen, power, wealth, wisdom, honor, praise is in the same category as worship. Which means that when we give God power to do what he wants to do in our lives. Like we are here tonight giving God the power to do what he wants to do. Did you know that God cannot exercise his power on the earth without earth's permission? God must get our permission to release his power. He's not going to enforce his power upon your life. He's not going to force his dominion upon your life. You have to give him free reign to come and do what he wants to do in your life. So he says that God is worthy to receive the power. That power means that he has total dominion. He has total access in our lives. And he's worthy to receive wealth. Wealth that is going to come through our hands in worship into the hands of God. That means, listen, that when I give God wealth, I'm giving him power. When I give God wealth, it is part of worship. He's worthy to receive wealth. Somebody shout wealth. Shout it one more time, wealth. This is powerful right here. To receive wealth, which means wealth is going to be given to God by wealthy people. Okay, you, you want to stay broke, disgusted, and busted? You don't respond tonight, you sit there like a scopot. But if you're ready to receive unusual prosperity upon your life, you better shout amen and say, I take the word of God tonight. God is going to receive wealth through wealthy people that know how to worship him with their money. I wonder if there's anybody here ready to give God wealth. In fact, listen, whenever we give something that is of utmost importance, it is worship unto God. Therefore, the angel said that God is worthy to receive power, wealth, Wisdom, honor, praise. He's worthy to receive it. But when we give him the power of wealth. We're giving him the highest level of worship. Say will be the highest level of worship. Why? Listen, because when you give God a six figure, a six digit tithe. How many of you know that money is going to be used to finance the gospel? The gospel is going to be preached. Hell will be plundered and heaven will be full. Souls will come into the kingdom of God. So now it's not just you worshiping God with your hands raised. But because God gave you the power to get wealth and you gave him the wealth. Now he used that wealth to win souls. Now people get saved in the altar. Now new churches being built. Now he's receiving worship from all of those people. Somebody said he's worthy to receive the praise. He's worthy to receive the power. Which means God's impartation from man is the power of wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. 
Can I shake your theology tonight? As much as you are looking for an impartation, God is looking for impartation. Because the angels tell me that God wants to receive power, wealth, glory. Which means that every time we begin to worship God with our hands raised high. Every time we begin to worship God in praise. Every time we begin to honor God. God says that's my impartation. Hey. God is hungry for impartation. But it's a hungry people that can give God impartation. What's happening with this Methodist church tonight? Are you okay Anglicans? I said are you okay tonight? God is getting ready to receive impartation from a people that says God is going to bless my life to be a blessing for his kingdom. My wealth. Oh my God, my God. Woo. This is powerful. We thought we were the only ones that can receive impartation. Where's impartation in the Bible? Go read the book of Romans. Paul said, I'm yearning to be with you so that I can impart. Say impartation. The word impartation means to give a portion of something. The word impartation means to give wisdom, to give wealth, to give honor, to impart something you have. Somebody shout, God is ready for impartation. So listen, when people worship God in spirit and in truth, that is an impartation service for God. Is this too deep for you tonight? Are you with me? Wherever there is a service where God is being worshipped in spirit and in truth. John 4, 23. The Father is seeking those that would worship Him in spirit and in truth. So God is looking for an impartation service where He can receive power, wealth, wisdom, honor, praise, worship. He's not looking for the sick of friendly church. He's not looking for the dead church. He's not looking for the compromising church. He's not looking for the dead religious church. He's looking for a church that says, I'm ready to give you my best. I'm ready to give you impact. Somebody shout he's worthy. Slap your neighbor upside the head. Say this is revelation. Tonight God fills your teeth. If you have missing one. <laughs> Hebrews 1 and verse 14. <laughs> Woo! You grow an afro in the glory. <laughs> Evangelist. <laughs> Anything can happen in the zone. Tell your neighbor, say we're in the glory zone. We're in the present zone. We're in the angel zone. We're in the holy zone. We're in the power zone. We're in the great zone. Come on. Tell your neighbors that anything can happen. You can lose weight instantly. God can drop the number of your days. Turn the clock back. You'll turn sweet 16 tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Shout, I receive. <laughs> You're laughing? It happened. Oh, yes. Anything can happen in the glory. Tell your neighbors, so we're going back to the future. Isaiah 64 and verse 1. Are you receiving tonight? Isaiah 64 and verse 1. 
before angels of prosperity can be dispatched on any company of people, the heavens must be opened. Isaiah 64 in verse 1. Oh, that you would rent the heavens. And I want you guys to flow with me on the screens, please. That you would rent the heavens, that you would come down. The man of God prayed, decreed specifically that God would rent the heavens. That he would tore the heavens open. That the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns brushwood as fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries that the nations may tremble at your presence now i want you to write this down for a few moments when you are getting ready to encounter unusual prosperity you have to first of all look for gates doors and portals Gates, spiritual gates, portals. There are churches, there are places, and I'm going to show you from scripture. That are tied to these places and have occupied open heavens for many years. I will show you from scripture that open heavens, open gates only naturalize. Where the supernatural is a lifestyle. In those churches... In those denominations, it is only tied to those that walk in the supernatural as a lifestyle. Tell your neighbors, it's time to step through the gates of experience. When you find gates, portals, you have to set up a tent in that place. When you find a place, a church, a ministry, where there is gates, portals, open heavens... Where the activities of heaven manifest, you have to set up home in that place. Because that is the place where ongoing breakthrough will manifest in your life. That is the place where unusual miracles will be part of your life. Once you set up home in that place, heaven becomes familiar with you. Heaven becomes used to you and they cooperate with you. But where the heavens are shut, where the portals are closed, where the heavens are closed, there is no heavenly activities. There is no breakthrough in finances. There is no breakthrough in marriages. There is no breakthrough in miracles because the supernatural has been shut down in that place. We face an academic as, as we're speaking here tonight. There are so many churches that is against the move of God, against the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. They have lights and smoke machines, but no open heavens, no portals, no activities of heaven. Somebody asked me, who is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist? When is the Antichrist coming? The Antichrist is already in the earth. And it's not a dude with a black suit and a black face and a panga in his hand. It is the guys behind the pulpits that is fridges producing ice blocks in the pews. It's the dead church. It's the church of no power. It's the church of no supernatural. It's the church of no miraculous. It's the place where no power flows. That is the antichrist. Anti means anti-anointing. Anti-move of God. They have cute little services. They have skinny jeans and soil latte, but no power, no deliverance, no move of God. That is the Antichrist. 
you will see manifestations of a place where the heaven sees open. You will see manifestations in a place, a church, where the heavens are open. There will be signs that will, will make you wonder. You will hear of stories of people getting healed from cancer. You will hear stories of people getting healed from AIDS. You will hear about deaf ears opening up, blind eyes opening up, marriages being restored, joy coming back into people, life coming back into people. Those people are radically on fire for the kingdom of God. That is a place where the heavens is open. Oh my Lord, my Lord. Tell your neighbor, say, set up home in that place. Once you set up home, wherever the heavens are open and portals and spiritual gates are open, whatever you prophesy in that place has the potential of heaven to come to pass. In Genesis 28 verse 1 to 10, they spoke prophetically over one another under an open heaven. Same word that Abraham and Isaac receive. Same portal for all three. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Many times, portals are related even and attached to generations. Generations of supernaturalists. I wanted the supernaturalists that are here tonight. If you move in the supernatural, you are a supernaturalist. If you move in the power of God, you are a supernaturalist. It's not about a diploma on the wall. Because some have 20 diplomas. They're dead as dead can be. There's no move of God. When the Holy Ghost is in you, when the power of God is upon you, you are a supernaturalist. Mark 16 says, And these signs will accompany believers. In my name they will cast out devils. In my name they will lay hands upon the sick. Come on somebody. And if they drink anything deadly, Coca-Cola, it will not hurt. They will even trample upon scorpions and snakes. That's demonic powers. Tell your neighbor, so you were supernaturalist. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Genesis 28, pick up in Genesis 28. Are you receiving tonight? Shout, I'm receiving. I'm receiving. Tell your neighbors, I'm receiving. Genesis 28 and verse 11. Genesis 28 and verse 11. And he came on a certain place and stayed there a night because the sun had set. And he took of the stones of that place and placed them at his head, laid down in the place to sleep. Verse 12. And he dreamt. How many of you have been having unusual dreams since you're part of this ministry? Wave at me quickly. Dreams are the language of the Spirit. And when you have a prophetic spirit upon your life, you are able to interpret dreams. How many of you have had dreams in the past month about water? Wave at me quickly, wave at me. Water, water. Boom, 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 boom. Many had dreams of tsunamis. 
How many of you have had dreams of tsunamis? Very powerful. One of my spiritual sons, he cannot be here tonight because he has business in another country. But he told me about a dream he had about the ministry. He said, we were on the plane. People of the church, it was a huge Boeing. Myself, my wife, my family. But they were late. And there was a huge wave building towards the runway of the airport. A huge tsunami wave. And they were late. And, and, and as they got even later, the wave was getting closer and closer and closer and closer. Eventually, they got on the plane. They shut the door, buckle up, boom, we took off. As we took off, we went crashing into the tsunami wave. He saw the plane. We were in the plane going through full force, through the wave. He could see the water rushing past on the side of the window. And boom, we went out of the wave into the open air. Very, very significant. It speaks of the current movement of the supernatural in this house. Whenever you dream about planes, trains, cars, vehicles, it speaks of a ministry of business God has placed upon your life. Water is very significant. The Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivings, rivers of living waters. Ezekiel talks about uh, the river that was ankle deep, knee deep, uh, waist deep, uh, over my shoulders, rivers I couldn't even swim in. So it has great significance. So dreams have great significance. So when you flow in the prophetic, and when you're in a prophetic house such as this, and I'm not here to promote the house tonight, I'm just saying you what as it is, because that's the reality. When you're under a prophetic anointing, a prophetic apostolic church, you will have dreams and the Spirit of God through the prophetic will give you interpretation of those dreams. Can you say amen? amen? Now, Jacob had a dream and watch this. So every dream, in a dream, and I know there's great books on dream interpretation, the meaning of everything in a dream. Uh, most of those books are not fully based on biblical terms. So you have to use interpretation as well. Even if they are Christian books. You need to use discernment. Say with me discernment. And, and most of the times the guy will tell you in the book that not everything is based on the Bible. But it's based on prophetic interpretation. But you have to go study the word. And when you study the word you'll see the interpretation of that dream. Can you say amen? Somebody say dreams is the language of the supernatural. So God can speak to you through a dream. Many times a dream can be of something that's coming. Many times it can be a warning. So Holy Spirit will give you the dream because the Bible says God gives it to his beloved in his sleep. God gives it to his in his sleep. God gives it to his beloved in their sleep. Which means when you sleeping, you, you, you're not by yourself and God is able to impart a message of heaven into your spirit. Therefore in the dream he paints the picture. He shows you. And then in the dream there will be feelings, emotions. And through the feelings and the emotions that touch the smell, the seeing, the hearing, 
there will be prophetic messages. That God will paint the picture. Watch out. Something's coming. This is happening. That's happening. I had a dream once of two big roaring lions roaring at me. And I was roaring back at them. And the Lord said to me in the dream, it's two great men of God that is speaking out against your ministry. Your roar ought to be praying for them. Because men of God represents lions in the realm of the spirit. Many dreams, many messages can be delivered to your life. You have to hear the voice of God. Now Jacob is in this dream. Captured by the spirit. Now watch this. And behold a ladder, verse 12, was set up on the earth. And the top of it reached the heavens. And behold the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Now I want you to write this down. Because whenever you dream about a ladder, a ladder symbolizes the connection between heaven and earth. A ladder symbolizes the progression of success and prosperity. Have you ever heard of the saying, I'm climbing the ladder of success? So whenever you dream about ladders and especially angels on it, it speaks of supernatural prosperity. Which means the ladder that was set up clearly indicates that angels of prosperity put foot on it. Angels of prosperity were ascending and descending upon it. Not just any angels. Not just, it's not just angels of healings because there's different angels and we're going to get into the categories of angels. But you have to know what these angels are. These angels were angels of prosperity. Say with me prosperity. Say with me prosperity is my portion. Can I show you why the angels of prosperity? Okay, number one, the ladder represents progression in success. Climbing the ladder of success. Verse 13, and behold, Jehovah stood above it. So I want us to see angelology in this face. Whenever we talk about angels, we talk about God. Because we cannot separate angels from God, otherwise it's demons. So when I say angel night of prosperity, that means God, the host of the armies of the angels, is going to dispatch his angels of prosperity that tonight a portal is open in this place a gateway is open in the heavenlies for a ladder to be set up from heaven for the angels of prosperity to ascend and descend can you shout in this house Woo. and Jehovah stood above it and said Jehovah the God of Abram your father the God of Isaac the land watch this now here is the confirmation that there were angels of prosperity. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your seed. That is what it was all about. It was all about receiving wealth. Receiving a promise of wealth. Say with me, land is coming into my hands. The Spirit of God said to me, even in the havoc that's going on, land expropriation, 
a whole lot of rubbish going on. The Spirit of God said to me that those that move in the supernatural will possess land in this end time movement of the supernatural. There is an angel of prosperity that is about to loosen land into your head. Say with me property. Say it one more time property. What is the war all about right now? The war is about land. But I heard the Lord say, I'm about to dispatch angels of prosperity that will loosen land into your hands. Say it will be land. Land is very powerful. You know, in America, they can hack your bank account. They hacked Benny Hinn's daughter's bank account and took money from her. But one thing they cannot hack is your land. Say with me, land is coming into my hands. I heard in the spirit real estates. I heard in the spirit the buying and the selling of property. The buying and the selling of property and the multiplication thereof. I wanted you ready for that tonight. The greatest investment is in land. Say will be land. One of Benny Hinn's uh, partners, he bought land. And he did not know that he built on a whole well of oil. And as he prayed on that land and he walked on the land, the Holy Spirit said to him, you are walking on oil. He phoned Pastor Penny. He said, the Holy Spirit said to me, there's oil <laughs> under the land. He said, Pastor Penny, you have to come. Pastor Penny said, yes, I'll come. I'll wave my jacket. Do anything. I'll wave the jacket on the land. They prayed on the land. They began to draw oil. He said to Pastor Benny, I'll give you 10% of everything. It's been, I think, 15 years now that that guy is giving him every month a tithe of the oil that they're still pulling out. Africa. We are rich in gold. Rich in diamonds. You know the best gold is in Africa? Mm. There can be somebody here tonight. God released the land into your hands. And Holy Spirit says to you, there's oil in the land. There's diamonds in the land. Why land? Land speaks of occupation. Land speaks of dominion. I will give you the land. And it will continue even to your seed, which means it will be generational inheritance. I've heard of so many stories. People who bought a small flat 70 years ago. Now they have a few hundred properties. Their children took over. My my stepfather, he is the owner of Hircor in, in Pretoria. He's, he's a generational kid who inherited wealth. His father started it with a small flat. 
Now they have property all over the city of Pretoria, Hirko, renting properties out and all over the nation and even different parts of the land. So I want you to know that you might start small, but your end will be great. And God is going to give it to you to take care of generations after you. You know what the Lord also said to me? He said, people is going to sell property for a ridiculous price. A make no sense five times the price. How many of you have property here tonight? That's what I heard the Lord say. And it's going to be crazy and there's going to be an acceleration of property that people will possess supernaturally. Shout, I believe it. Because listen, the first manifestation of the angel of prosperity was property. Isn't that significant? I mean, heaven is all about property. God is all about property. If you look at heaven, the Bible says that God, Jesus, went to prepare a place for us. And then if you go study it, you see that there's a mansion for everyone. Big brown house in heaven. You see that there's mansions in heaven, property in heaven. And there's different dimensions. I asked my wife once, you know, the Bible says there's a mansion for everyone in heaven. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. There's a mansion prepared for us in heaven. That's what the Bible says. So, you know, we had a chat. The Bible says for everyone there will be a mansion. But I love you so much. I don't want to stay in a different mansion. I want to stay with you in your mansion. So I'll just organize it in heaven that the mansions are next to each other. It's like no walls. And we won't argue in heaven. So, But if you give me a hard time, I'll just go to my mansion. I have my own mansion. I'll wave at you. <laughs> Say with me, there's mansions. God is destined for me. Why did Jesus pray? And he told his disciples to pray. This is how you ought to pray. Your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. Which means God wants us to have mansions on the earth. Like these mansions in heaven. I mean the streets is streets of gold. Say with me, God wants me to have wealth and prosperity. Listen now, is it, are you receiving it tonight? Verse 14, and your seed shall be like the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed shall all the families of the earth prosper. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Say with me prosperity. The message the angels delivered was of prosperity. Say with me prosperity. Verse 15 in and listen now, verse 15. And I behold, I am with you. There's another promise. And will keep you in every place where you go. That word keep you means prosper you. Yeah. Wherever you go, 
You can go to the middle of the Kalahari Desert and there you will prosper. You will go to Lepalale and there you will prosper. You will go to places where nobody else prosper and there you will prosper. You will go where there is no opportunity and you will create opportunities and there you will prosper. I will keep you. Which means the hand of prosperity of God will rest upon your life wherever you go. Wherever you put foot there you will prosper. Tell your neighbor, say, God will keep me wherever I go. Isn't this powerful? This is good stuff right here. And behold, I am with you and will keep you in every place where you go. And will bring you again into this land. For I will not leave you until you have done that which I have spoken to you. Listen, verse 16. And Jacob awoke from his sleep. And he said, surely Jehovah is in this place. And I did not know it. Verse 17. And he was afraid and he said, How fearful is this place. This is nothing but the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven. Say with me the gateway to heaven. So wherever there is an open heaven, that place is a gateway to heaven. Expect angels to plant ladders of success there. Expect your marriage to prosper there. Expect your body to be healed there. Expect your children to be delivered there. Expect breakthrough in your life there. Woo. This is powerful. So with me open heavens. Verse 18, and Jacob rose early in the morning. Took a stone which he had put in his head and, and set it as a memorial pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. Now if you go study it in context, very powerful. The rock that he poured oil upon, if you go study it, they say, the Bible scholars tell us that the rocks literally quarreled with one another had an argue, uh, argument at days of a life, bold and the beautiful, whatever you want to call it, Orkney Snorkney. They were arguing with one another on what rock will he lay his head. The rocks were hungry for angelic encounters. If rocks are more hungry for angelic encounters, I don't know where the church is tonight, but I am hungry for supernatural visitations from heaven. Somebody shout the heavens will be open over my life. Now let me show you this. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob all had divine visitations from heaven because all walked under an open heaven. Open heavens naturalize, open portals manifest when you're in the right association. When you're in the right environment, they manifest in and through your life. It can become contagious in your life. Therefore, listen, many people can come to these meetings and they experience a visitation. But once they leave the atmosphere, it was only an event in their life. But when you set up home, 
it becomes habitation. Which means, listen, when you set up home where the heavens are open, it becomes your lingo. It becomes the way you talk. Because many people have a leave a Jesus mindset. And still praying leave a Jesus prayers. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's neither a broken man on a cross. He didn't even stay in the grave. He's alive and well. Seated at the right hand of God the Father. Ever making intercession for you and I. He's praying for you and I. We are in Him right now. In heavenly places. Therefore you will hear what church are people from. And I'm not here to knock churches. But listen. You will hear what church, what church a person belongs to when they open their mouth. Oh my God. You can hear it when they open their mouths. Why? Through the mouth. Because the open heavens is now through your mouth. The portal of the supernatural is now through your mouth. Which means if you're part of a supernatural movement, you carry a portal breaking, atmosphere shifting, revival anointing upon your life. Please go to